I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. Hope you're doing well. Um, but part of this life is sometimes feeling stuck, maybe. Uh, sometimes feeling like, I, I want, and I know God wants me to do this, but I don't know how to get there. Is it up to me? Am I just... How do you get rid of the things that kind of tend to hold you back? And, and what are those things really? You know, sometimes it seems like a person, but maybe it's something else. Uh, is it just ourselves or is it just God's timing? All good questions. We're going to talk a little bit about some of those, those things and those ideas with someone who has written a book addressing that, of course. Her name is Chrissy Nelson, and this is her book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back. Well, how do we do that? How do we get there? Hopefully you'll get a little bit of uh, inspiration today, maybe some direction, uh, and at least some encouragement. So we appreciate you being here. If you're watching us live, you're invited to be a part of the conversation. Chat is open on those chat-enabled channels if you're watching one of those. And if you watch this in the replay, as always, we appreciate your comments. Do read them. Chrissy, good to have you on Life Today Live. Hey, Randy. Thanks so much for having me. Um, just walk us into this because uh, there's, it, there's always a story behind the story. Uh, you know, when someone writes a book, uh, you usually don't just write it because, hey, this is a great topic. I'm just going to address this. Usually there's, there's something that you've walked through, something going on. What inspired you to write this? Mm -hmm. It's such a great question. And it's interesting because um, this is my third book. And I have found with each one that I'll go to write it because I have a story to tell, right? But something about writing the book seems to invite that story to unfold all the more. And it's like an invitation just to me overcoming. And I've realized that, you know, it's I'm journeying it as I'm going and because we're always learning, right? We're that clay on the potter's wheel. So you don't just learn something once you learn it and then maybe you write about it. And while you're writing about it, you're learning it some more. And, um, and I'm still learning it. Believe me, I'm on that, on that journey. But, um, you know, I had just gotten to a place where I was tired of feeling stuck and I'm going, God, I love you. I have dedicated my life to you. You have a call on my life. I'm doing a lot of the things that you've called me to. And yet I will still experience these days where I feel like I don't even know how to overcome. Or I feel like I my joy is just zapped. Or I feel like I'm trying so hard or I'm in this hamster wheel. And I'm going, what is that? You know, why am I you know, a Jesus loving believer still experiencing so many of these things that I thought that I would have overcome, you know, and we get so hard on ourselves. And that's one of the many things that I even address in this book is that need to sort of have, have it all figured out and have perfected things by a certain point in our journey. And so it all comes down to these mindsets that we experience mindsets because we are human beings and we're going to experience, um, that feeling of not being enough or overwhelm or stress. And those things can hold us back and keep us stuck and build walls that really restrict us if we let them. And so that really inspired me to just dive in and discover some of these common mindsets that we face. What does that look like? 
how does that construct a wall and then how do we overcome? Okay, you said something that I want to ask you about because this this is a common theme when I when I talk to people uh, and, and the idea that we're not enough and there's this tension uh, between what we should do and what God will do. You know, even just as, as simply as James puts it, draw near, you know, draw near to me, God says, and I will draw near to you. There implies that there's something that that we need to do, and yet at the same time. You know, you got scriptures like um, it's when I'm weak that he is strong. Uh, yeah. The idea that it's just a matter of surrender, let go and let God will put on a bumper sticker or something, you know. Um, mm -hmm. where, where do you, because the reality is we're not enough, but right. that's also the beauty of it is because we don't have to do it alone. So where, where do you, where do you <laughs> land in that whole tension of what we need to do, what we need to let God do? How much mm -hmm. should, you know, be perf perfect as the, my father is perfect, an idea of wholeness, not necessarily sinlessness, but right. where, where do you, where's the balance in there for you? Yeah. Oh, that's like the best <laughs> question to ask me, because I feel like that's the one that I've lasered in on and then lasered in on more and more because, and here's the reality. We're not enough. Mm -hmm. We're not enough. But here's what the enemy does with that statement. He, he packages that up as this negative. And that's the becomes the lie that we believe, not so much the statement itself, but the connotation that it brings to us that it's this, you're not enough, therefore you should just not do anything. Pack it up, go home, you're not enough. And we feel we feel guilty. We feel shame for what we limit, where we are have limits and where we lack. And we need to just erase all of that. And I talk about this in chapter one of this book. That is the mindset I go after, is that feeling of I'll never be good enough. And, um, and, and what God wants to do with that is he wants to change the notion that that's a negative and package it up for us as the positive truth that it is. God designed us to not be enough. Mm. I'm not meant to be enough in and of myself, that self-sufficient way of living. If I was enough in and of myself, why would I need the Lord? Mm. Right. And so we were created to need God. So what we get to do as, as, you know, blood bought, spirit filled, born again believers is we get to throw out that notion that not being enough is a negative and partner with what God says and partner with the word of God. You know, Paul was really onto something as you referenced um, in first Corinthians, where he said, um, I've, I've learned something. And I love that with the apostles and the disciples. They're like, Hey, I learned something Still today. Learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I learned something. He said, I've learned this. He said that, well, he said, this is what Christ said to me in, in response to my weakness. Christ said, my grace is sufficient for you. So see, our weaknesses are an opportunity and an invitation for the sufficiency of Christ inside of us, Christ in me, the hope of glory, right? Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. And then Paul said, therefore, I will boast. I will boast in my weakness so that the power of God may be perfected in me. My dad always says that our limits, our limitations, our guideposts along the way, reminding us of our need for God. They're an opportunity for me to remember, oh, yeah. I need you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, today I still need you, Jesus, more and more and more. And now all of a sudden, me not being enough 
isn't a problem because I go and I say this to people all the time, you plus Jesus equals more than enough. That's the secret sauce. It's mm-hmm. it's me plus him equals more than enough. So I absolutely agree. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, I look in scripture and I see a pattern of not just me and God. That's the first step. But it seems like he also wants us to have some level of community. I mean, you know, for, for every you're given an Aaron, you know, or a Joshua or a, a Timothy, you know, uh, it, do you, I think, and I'm just curious what you think, um, a little bit of our American mindset, Western mindset, the individ, rugged individualism can actually lead us to think, well, I've got God, therefore I can do anything. Right. When I, I'm not sure that we need to, we shouldn't focus a little stronger on community and, and working together with other believers as imperfect as they are, which is frustrating. A lot easier, me and God, hey, I'm good, <laughs> let's go. And, and there are cases where that is just the reality. Do you, mm-hmm. do you see anything when it comes to the community aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I love that you're bringing that up and it's so important. Not everybody will go there. Um, I believe it's important to go there and we need to go there. Um, a lot of times I, you know, when I'm ministering, talking to other women and things, and I'm talking about the importance of community, they'll, sometimes you'll have some pushback on that notion. Mm -hmm. Well, I have Jesus, so I have everything Mm -hmm. I need. And I go, right. I'm not saying you, you, that that's, there's something wrong with that. I'm saying that another part of God's design was he created us to be in community. You know, we aren't to neglect the gathering of the brethren. You know, we're not to neglect that. We're to gather, whether that gathering is a bunch of people or a small community is 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 irrelevant. It's the fact that we do gather, we do link arms, right? We are the body of Christ. We need each other mm. and we're to co-labor with him and with each other. So it's just a matter of who, what does that look like yeah. for each of our journey? And we, we put that before the Lord and we go, okay, God, who have you brought to me? Jesus said when he was praying to the father, you know, in, cha- in John chapter 16 and 17, he was saying, I thank you for those that you've given me. Mm-hmm. You know, he acknowledged the ones that the father had given to him and it was, you know, it was the specific small group because he was thanking him for the disciples at that time, mm-hmm. right? And then he also thanked the Father for all of us who we would be the recipients of their message, right? Right, right? Of the gospel. But there was something about the even the community that Jesus had found, and it was a smaller group. We do. We need each other. I absolutely agree. There's a place for that. It's both, both and. So you, obviously, if it, Coming from where you've come from, we talked before the program for those of you watching going, what's he talking about? Um, you know, you've got the the Just Jesus program on uh, God TV. Um, you, you've had uh, other programs. You, you're developing things. You've had to uh, experience the relying on God part. <laughs> yeah, she's nodding. Okay, So you've had to experience the relying on God part, and you've had to partner with other people because I know you can't pull these things off by yourself. Uh, yep. I mean, I've had, I may be sitting here by myself, but I would not be on the air with, you know, looking, we'll just go back to the early days of when I started this and you'll see what it looks like when I do it by myself. Other people have had to come in here and do good things, the backdrop, mm-hmm. the lights, the technology, all that kind of stuff. Um, to me, I, it seems like there's a, 
sort of a graduation process, we realized, okay, yeah, we're not enough, but we're called. So we need God. Like we desperately need God on a daily basis. Yeah. You experience that. And then he says, okay, now I'm going to show you how to, how to work with other people to accomplish even greater things, bigger things. Yeah. Uh, have you experienced sort of that sort of progress as you followed what you felt God called you to do? Absolutely. It's a very humbling process, you know, and sometimes you get hurt along the way too. You can partner with maybe the wrong person or maybe it was the right person at that time and then something shifts and then there's maybe some hurt and, you know, God brings healing, but he doesn't want us, I call it the island of isolation. God does not want us living our lives on the island of isolation. He wants us to continually bring those cares to him, let him bring healing so that we continue to let people in and journey together. And it's mutual. It's not just for my benefit and the benefit of whatever we're creating. It's both. It's for that person, you know, the ministry that comes to them for them operating in their gifts and in their skills. Mm. You know, we do need each other. And um, I wouldn't, not, you know, even, you know, I talk about this book, you know, I didn't design the cover. I didn't do the layout. Mm -hmm. I didn't make, you know, decide the font or the colors. I said, this looks awesome. I love it. You know, I didn't take my photo. Thank goodness. If I did, <laughs> it would be like not a good angle. And, you know, so it is a true partnership that we come into and it's a beautiful, humbling process of the body of Christ operating in collaboration, um, humility, in the fruits of the spirit. That's why we need the fruit. We need that fruit so that we can work together and honor each other and love each other for the sake of the lost, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of Christ. Yep. So I don't know if that answered your question, but uh, it's good. Anyway, it's good. I'll, t I'll take it. That's wonderful. No, that's just good encouragement. This is the book. It's say, say goodbye to what holds you back by Chrissy Nelson. And you know, a lot of people, we, we get into this feeling that, I'm just surviving. And you talk about we're not meant to survive. We're meant to thrive. Something uh -huh. that rhymes and is nice and we've heard before. What does that mean to you? That really was kind of the catalyst uh, thought that led to this book, honestly. And then the book became what it became from that thought. But it was this, it was a day where I was like, I feel like I'm just surviving. I feel like I'm doing all the things that I dreamed I'd ever do, but I have no joy. Hmm. It's become laborsome. It's become a chore. It's become hard. It's become difficult. And I'm like, God, is this, was this your plan? Is this what you intended this to look like? How does that even happen? <laughs> and I just, I mean, this was a very, you know, just vulnerable moment in my journey where I fell to my knees and I was like, God, you know, just weeping going, um, this can't be it. This cannot be what it looks like to be walking in the call, your call for my life. This, this feeling of, you know, just being dry and drained of joy, you know, um, what's happened. And I don't even know that I fully have all the answers to what's happened other than it wasn't what God designed. It wasn't his plan. And it was me um, allowing a lot of these mindsets of perfection, of striving and things to kind of come into play right mm -hmm. in in the doing and in the operating and what god had called where what god wanted me to be doing is ministry unto him every single day showing up i'm writing for the glory of jesus i'm 
speaking to the glory of Jesus, all of this is um, overflow of my time with Jesus, you know, and we can get to that point where if we're not careful, we aren't filling ourselves up our well. And I think I had gotten to that point, just being very real where I wasn't coming to the well myself for, for my own nourishment and refreshing. And I came face to face with that and the joy of the Lord filled me up. I, I repented, you know, to the Lord and he filled me and it creates this sense of you know, this holy, you know, fear of the Lord, where I go every day, God, I need, it's you first, you know, and then the, the call, then the assignment. And that's when we start, I believe, moving from the, 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 the surviving to the thriving. Um, We thrive in Christ. Mm. It's him, it's his, his living water that brings that sense of thriving in and through us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's real hard for sick people to help other people. Healthy people yeah. help <laughs> other people yeah. get healthy. You you say that the walls, these walls, are lies that we we buy into. Um, how do we knock them down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's like I I'm such a word person, so I needed all fifty thousand words of this book to kind <laughs> of lay that out. But yet it's so simple. So um, in the simplest form is we how do we knock them out we get into the word of god and we read what what does god say about what i'm dealing with right so if what i'm dealing with is anxiety that's brought about stress and overwhelm and that's constructed this wall where i go i'll never be free i come into the word and i read what the word says where it says be anxious for nothing philippians 4 6 through 7 be anxious for nothing Okay, wait a second. And then I pause there. But it, and it says, in all things, by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. So I can either remain anxious and let myself just keep facing this wall, or I can take the word seriously and I can start to do whatever I can do to go, <laughs> God, teach me this. Fill me up with this truth. So, and then as we do that, his word breaks down the wall. His he does the he does the work. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we p- partner with him and let him speak truth into us, and then he knocks that thing down, and we keep moving forward. But it's believing what Jesus says about us. Uh, you know, the the belief obviously is the first place, but I find that belief uh, belief is not just up here. Yeah, it, it, we. We can say we believe something, but until we actually act on it, we kind of really don't. Right. Uh, if, if that makes sense. Um, yes. I, I can believe that my lot. I don't buy lottery tickets, but just <laughs> to give you an example, I can believe that my lottery ticket is worth a million dollars. Right. But until I cash that in and get the money, I'm not a millionaire, right? And, and yeah. I, I, I think the easy thing is to go, yeah, I believe that. But if you don't live like it, I'm not going to tell you you don't believe it. I'm just saying that, that there, there's action. Do you have you found yeah. that that it's not just good enough to go? Okay, like you said, I, I I believe I shouldn't be anxious, but I should do these things. But then to actually do it is when it actually yes. makes a difference in your life. Right. Yeah. That's and we were given the action in that scripture. Yeah. Right. It, it gave us the action step, and it said, "Be anxious for nothing." That's great. Okay. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to partner with that. But it gives us the step. 
but in all things by prayer and petition. So I have a responsibility there. Mm -hmm. I need to, in my all things that I'm saying I'm anxious over, I need to present those things to God. It said, present those to God and give them to him. And then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard my heart and guard my mind. And it's a daily thing, rinse and repeat every single day. And the more I do that, because the truth is the truth, the word is true, it's absolute. So it's obviously different than the lottery ticket because we're talking, these are living words alive and true and active that have power to establish something inside of us. God's word will never return void to him, will it? So he spoke spoke that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when that was written. That is his word of truth that comes alive and does something on the inside of us to help us as we partner it with that scripture and we walk that out. So practically, I tell myself, I literally have to do this. And I go, Chrissy, you can you can lay down this burden today. Okay, Chrissy, you were anxious about this, that, or that. You can lay that down, Chrissy at the feet of Jesus and then leave it there and give it to him. And only I know if I've left it there, me and God, right? So it's that's why it's a personal thing. And I every day hold myself accountable and God holds me accountable and the people in my life too, right? And, and I say, I did, I left it there today and I allowed the peace of God to wash over me completely. And you know, person knows. So I challenge anybody listening right now, take that verse. There's a Take it, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, and you read over that thing and say it out loud and let that word do what it's intended to do and let it breathe life on you and establish a new way of operating on the inside of you that you just rinse and repeat every day. And then you're going to believe it more and more and more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you keep saying every day. Uh, do you ever find that that anxiety wants to crawl back up away from the feet of Jesus and get back in your head again? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And that's part of our human nature. Right. And so we do every day. That's why we die to ourselves. We can't think we're immune to those things creeping back up on us. Oh, no. We have to be walking that humility before our Lord, knowing that none of us are immune. So we got to, you know, keep that at his feet. Keep it there. And if it creeps back up, you keep giving it back and give yourself grace through the process. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 And and it's interesting that you started by by talking about how the insufficiency aspect, the enemy makes that, which is a true statement, uh, a condemnation, an accusation. Uh, Yes. And it's the same thing you're talking about with the when when it comes back, when these lies keep coming back, don't condemn yourself because Jesus doesn't condemn you. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, Scripture tells us, which means, as Chrissy said, there is that grace to go, Lord, I'm struggling with this again. I'm going to give it back to you again. And it it, it does often take times. There is a walking out aspect. Uh, and the obedience, God honors the obedience, and he's not going to leave you hanging. Uh, so, yeah, Lucinda says she's been there. Yeah. I think we all have. Chris, this has yeah. been very encouraging. Uh, I want to I want you to mention the, uh, the Lifeline group in case someone wants to follow yeah. up with you. Uh, and I yes. want to show people your website. This is Chrissy's website. ChrissyNelson.com looks like that. So you can see a little bit what she's doing, uh, materials, and probably, I'm guessing, linked to this Lifeline group as well from there, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So speaking on community, that's exactly what this is, mm-hmm. Lifeline. This is a lifeline of hope for women, a community where you can come in 
and we're just we haven't even launched it yet um so go to my website and you can start following me on social media and that's where i'm sharing a lot of how to access this okay um and uh it's a community for women where we link link arms together living lifelines on legs that's what god has just <laughs> been giving me lately because we do need each other yeah. and we need a place where we can be real about what we're going through and uh, my dad he's a psychologist and a man of god is joining me in this group too some surprise friends of mine are who are in ministry we're gonna do worship at the well all kinds of um just um awesome fun in god's presence together linking arms so no, I, I love it. If, if you're wherever you're at, if you like connected with Chrissy today, like I'd, I'd like to do that. Ladies, go join the or, or go follow her on social media. So when the group launches, you can you can be one of the first in there. That'd be great. Uh, Chrissy's very again, very encouraging. Uh, is there anything you want to add before I let you go? I appreciate your time and your encouragement today. Yeah, I was just thinking of the verse where we're told what to think about, you know, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is good, you know, think on these things. And maybe you can put that the address to that verse in, in the comments or, or whatnot. It's not coming to me right now, but it's another tool to help renew our mind into truth and where we put our focus. Um, we think on those things yeah. and lay everything else at the feet of Jesus. Yep, I love it. Say goodbye to those things that hold you back, those lies, and uh, say hello to the truth every day. Uh, and, and you'll see progress. And progress is one step at a time, so don't get discouraged if you don't immediately get there because life is a journey. Um, Christianity is something that is a, a following. It is a working out. It is a daily thing, uh, and it's a wonderful thing. So uh, don't condemn yourself. Enjoy the grace that God gives us every day. Every day it's new. Uh, and no matter where you're at, point in the right direction and go there. And those things that hold you back will start to fade in your rear view mirror. Appreciate you guys being here with me. Again, this is the book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back by Chrissy Nelson. If you want to follow up there, and you can go to chrissynelson.com and uh, see what's going on there. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, all you got, Judy, Patty, Diggs, Lucinda, everyone out there in the chat. Uh, thanks for being a part of the program today. If you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed, please do that. Uh, and if you know someone needs some encouragement, hit the share button and come back. We've got more for you tomorrow, next week, on and on, here on Life Today Live. We'll see you again next time. They want to live the way they want to live and have the Holy Spirit as a bit of uh, something extra. The Holy Spirit must be Lord.